0: Thank the Lord for knowing Rosemary, and I guess the thing I remember—well, a lot of things we remember—but I remember all the hats that she should wear to church, and I think that was a a beautiful thing to remember about her. And we appreciate the fact that we are able to honor Sister Dorsey's sister, and uh, we bow our heads in honor. Amen. We lift our heads and say thank you, Jesus. God is good. And all the time. You may be seated. Thank the Lord for his presence today. And we look forward to what, well, look at the beautiful scene that's on the PowerPoint. Uh, In case you don't know, we have a screen in the back back there, and I think it's prettier than the one in the front. But uh, could you change that over real quick, Brother Harold? That, that's okay. Don't do that. And uh, he's not there anyway. I don't know where he's at. But uh, am I going to turn the service to Brother Harold? Where's he at? Oh, there he is. Uh, uh, let's give it, just like magic, or uh, <laughs>
1: give Brother Harold a cheer. Yeah.
2: All
1: right. Let's we'll keep working on that magic act there, but... <laughs> Um if you would, let's all stand. I'll just go yeah, I guess one quick announcement next uh Saturday. Is that the first? Yes. You wanna yes. make the yes. announcement.
3: Our ladies' meeting is going to be a uh bridal shower for Miss Jacqueline Pierre, soon to be Tuggle. So come and let's celebrate her. We're gonna have her we're gonna have her favorite meal, tacos. So uh come hungry, Jacqueline. We're having tacos. Okay. And uh so there's a sign-up sheet for that in the back, and uh, let me know if you have any questions about that, and hopefully all you ladies can be here as we uh, celebrate with her.
1: All right. If we could, let's have a couple of ushers come up. We'll take up the offering. We're going to mess everybody up and change the order, how we do things today, but um, this is fourth Sunday, so it'll be an expense offering, so uh, uh, if you need your money to go somewhere else, just mark it on an envelope or on a check, and it will, but uh, let's bow our heads God, we thank you for this opportunity this morning here to worship you, God, as we give. And uh, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing, God. We just ask that you will uh, bless each one here this morning in a special way, God. Bless these finances, Lord. Let them uh, go um, towards doing your work. And we thank you for these things in your name. Amen. Probably in a couple of weeks. Don't know for sure yet, but we'll have a graduation, uh, recognition type ceremony here this, at the church. So we'll uh, get the date to you, but that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. We got a couple of kids graduating this year, so uh, hopefully we can get Deji here for that. But we'll be working on that. See if we can be good to see them boys again. So hopefully we can get him there. Um, as well, but uh, so him and Tyler will uh, well. We think Tyler's graduating. We'll see you here. <laughs> we have a couple of weeks to finish that up. But uh, if you would stand, uh, we'll uh, we're gonna go into prayer and then we'll go right into worship um, this morning for prayer. Let's just ha- let's just bring God some worship, right? Let's just worship Him. If you have a request, you can obviously pray that as you're praying. God knows each heart, but let's just give Him some thanks and praise this morning, and we'll go right into singing after that. So. God, we just thank you, Lord, for um, being here today God. In your
0: goodness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, have your way, Lord, tonight I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're looking to you. Needing your help, O oh God. Is on the
3: grace is real. His spirit is present. And he walks with me and he's the one who can turn things around. come here. Flood this place and change the atmosphere. We need you, Lord. Thank you. to this world, Lord, by the power of your Spirit and in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Have your way. Amen. Amen. We'll let our kids be quietly dismissed as our pastors.
0: Praise the Lord. I would like to begin this presentation today of God's Word with a couple rhetorical type illustrations. The first is rhetorical, the second one is based on a true incident. The first one... That is in conjunction with the subject matter, which is ask, seek, and knock, based on the scriptures that we'll present in just a little bit. When we think about this scripture and the subject matter, ask, Seek, knock, most everybody in this building knows what we're talking about. And we hopefully don't take the approach of, this is humdrum. I really don't know what humdrum is, but uh, uh, you probably have as good an idea as I do. But for instance... When we go to the Lord in prayer, in our church services especially, this is done. We, in our church, we often take prayer requests. This is very biblical, of course. And sometimes we uh, give a lot of time and attention to the prayer request. Sometimes we even pray for a person's healing other matters that might exist in their life in conjunction with the scripture that says make your prayer requests known. All very biblical. But there is an aspect that we do in our praying that we will say if any of you have any unspoken request, indicate so by the raising of your hands. And from experience over the years, I would say about 70-80% of the congregation will raise their hand. Now, about 120 years ago, I caught something that I was doing in that particular uh, motion. Now, I know I'm not 120, and I didn't convince any of you of that, but in the... Raising of my hand, many years ago, I caught myself, I don't have anything on my mind when I'm doing that. It's just a habit. And, oh, I, I got myself under conviction real quick about being in a habit about doing something like that. And I prayed and asked God to forgive me because I didn't want my prayer request to be some unknown ritual and that I was just going through the habit of. And so I decided right then and there, many years ago, that I was going to raise my hand and there would be something specific on my mind and I went from subject to subject, item to item, in doing that. And then one day, the Lord, I don't know if he thought I was getting uh, in my mind maybe a little bit of a problem there on coming up with a different topic. But the Lord conveyed to me that when I want to raise my hand for prayer, there's one thing I'm going to be raising my hand for and it's easy to remember, and that is my children that are unsaved. And any time that some moderator, including myself, may ask anyone with unspoken request, I raise my hand and I thank my children. And all their images, their faces, all those things come before my mind. And I am praying in that unspoken request when I get to that part of my praying for my children. I do not ever want it to be a ritual. I do never want it to be a side thought. When I raise my hand, I'm praying for my children. Never do I ever thank the Lord Let that pass from me. I am praying for my children. Some of you, no doubt, do the same thing. You may do it differently than I do. There's not a set pattern scripturally on how we do that. But we do not ever want it to become just a by thing of habit and or ritual. Now the second story is a true story. That was a true story as well, by the way, but it was a personal story. But the second story pertains to, again, the item or the subject of prayer and forgetting about praying. What a beginning that is. Billy Graham spoke as a guest speaker at Dwight L. Moody one time, uh, Dwight L. Moody, Bible College in Chicago, of which he was a graduate, by the way. And, and the address that he talked about was a blessing and an inspiration to all that was there, undoubtedly. But after the sermon had been presented and prayers had been taken and so on, there was a young Bible student that came to Billy Graham, And said, Bishop, not Bishop, but said, Brother Graham, I want to tell you that in my praying and my living for the Lord, I feel a strong desire to go to Africa to be a missionary. What can I do about it? Well, you may be uh, shocked by the answer. And no doubt this young man was as well. But Billy Graham's answer was, forget about it. Whoa, forget about it. This was really an item of concern and interest. And then Billy Graham went on to explain that if you can forget about it, then it really wasn't of God. But if you keep up your prayer life and that desire to go to and be a missionary in the country of Africa or continent of Africa, he said, this is what you do. And then he gave him a plan on how to go to certain people to help him in this particular matter. But the point was... Sometimes when we're praying, it might be in the wrong, for the wrong reason. And if we can forget about it, it probably wasn't of God. It was probably of another inspiration that caused us that way. But if the Lord does not allow us to turn loose of it, look out. He is not going to turn loose of you until... You begin to follow the pursuit of prayer. Now, this subject is in the Bible. You've heard it read many times. You're going to see it on the PowerPoint and you're going to hear it from the pastor. Ask, seek, and knock, as recorded in the King James Version of Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. Ask, and it shall be given unto you, or be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Some people in this presentation of these two verses of Scripture, they, can, they will present it as three different steps, uh, elevated steps, and you're going to the Lord. But it is generally assumed that it's not three various steps, but rather that it is just three levels that a person can be at in their seeking of the Lord. If you want something of the Lord, very simply, it asks. He suggests that you ask, and it shall be given unto you. There's not another level after that. If you ask something of the Lord, and the Lord responds, then that is done. However, it may not be the case where you... Ask of the Lord, and it is given to you. So you seek the Lord by doing different areas of your consecrated life. And that is you seek and you knock. And the scripture says, or Jesus said, it shall be open unto you. The blessing part of all this is that everyone that asks, they're going to receive. Everyone that's going to seek is going to find. And to him that just keeps knocking and never gives up, is going to be open unto them. Now, that seems rather simple. On the other hand, we live in an age of instant this and instant that. There is something that is about the word instant that just makes it different for people's lifestyle. I read once that when uh, Betty Crocker in Pillsbury began to make the uh, recipe and put it in a box that all you had to do was add water and you could cook it And make a a cake out of it. Not including the box, of course, but the the ingredients thereof. And that it did not go over well, as a matter of fact. Uh, Years ago, when this was tried, it was a failure. And then they changed the recipe where you had to do something. And that was to add an egg to it. And then you could Go with the rest of the process and fix a cake. Well, that is an illustration of truth and history, and one that every man in here cares nothing about except to eat that cake. The fact is, when we pursue the things of the Lord, there is action on our part, and that is done. By not giving up upon the Lord. Now there is something about that that is a puzzle to some people. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. The Bible says that the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. This can be a mystery. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, and knock and it shall be open unto you. But wait a minute. The Scripture says there's going to be some things that's going to take you beyond those circumstances. The Spirit will take us beyond those circumstances. Now, we don't get down and roll in the floor just on as a matter of a ritual or anything. However, the Spirit may put you on the floor and cause you to experience emotions that you never dreamt of. But we make sure that it is a Spirit That it is the Spirit that is doing this. I can tell you from experience, and some of you know from experience, that there are some things that affect our spirit, our mindset. Well, it affects our sleep. It just does different things to us as we seek something of the Lord. It seems like it's became a matter of more than asking, more than seeking, and more than knocking. That we reach a place where we really don't even know how to express ourselves. We do not even understand how it can come about. We reach a place that we begin to pray, and the Spirit gives that unction, and sometimes... There are body or physical contortions. There's mental anguish. And we just uh, wonder what. Do we need a psychiatrist? Do we need to go to a hospital? Uh, what, what is wrong here? But what is not wrong here is the fact that the Spirit has got a hold of us and we are praying according to the way even though it being with dronings that is in line with what the Scripture is saying, that it is making intercession for us, and it is causing us to pray in an element that we're out of the physical mindset. We do not know our care who is hearing us or what is being done around us but it is between man and God. Oh, thank God for a type of prayer that uh, the Spirit comes into our and comes our way, and it helps us as we reach out to the Spirit that is out there, the Spirit of the Lord. Before you even know what we really need, Romans eight twenty-seven. But he that searcheth the heart, that is the Lord, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Don't think it's weird. Don't think it's beyond our mental resources and that we're about to crack up, or somebody may think we're about to crack up, as the expression would go. But there is something because of our love toward the Lord and because of our need of what we are praying for that gets a hold of us. No, we don't control us, but thank God it controls us. It controls our very being, our mindset. It takes us out of the ritual stage, if you please. It takes us out of or raise your hand type stage. Nothing wrong with that as long as it's in the proper perspective. The Spirit, isn't that wonderful? The Spirit maketh intercession for not sinners, not people that are plagued with witchcraft or anything of that nature, but it makes intercession for the saints According to the will of God. Oh, thank the Lord. Isn't this something? Jesus said it as recorded in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8 Be not you therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Him. Now, I'm going to get into a subject right now that I've actually heard some people. Behind the pulpit or go behind the pulpit and literally give out doctrine that is totally unnecessary and is wrong and should not be given out. That we understand that our Lord does know what we need before we take those things to him. Heard the question asked, why do we do it then? There is a reason that we do it, and we'll get into that aspect of it as we go along here. But there is one thing about prayer that we need to know. When we go to the Lord in prayer, we're not informing the Lord of anything. We're not going to give Him any knowledge. Yes, indeed, because He already knows the need. The psalmist David said concerning the magnificence of the Lord, uh, His great expanse of knowledge and uh, comprehension. In Psalms chapter 40, 147 and verse seven or verse four rather, the Bible says that the Lord He knows the number of the stars, billions of them. He calleth them all by names. Now I tell you something. That is something. Just one little thing. Not a little thing, but it's just one thing. That astounds me about the Lord. Sometimes when our children are in the room, I'll I'll go through almost the entire alphabet in calling their names. I I mean, Greg, would you do this? And I'm always getting the twins and their names and their beings mixed up. Lynn, Gwen, or Gwen, I mean Lynn. Uh, And you... Perhaps have experienced some of the same things yourself. But the Lord knows every star according to the psalmist by name. He knows where they're located in the hemisphere. He understands all that. And you think you're going to tell the Lord something he don't know about you? No way. He knows about you. And he understands everything about you. And this is exemplified by a scripture that I have chosen in Luke chapter 18, verses uh, 18 through 22. And this is a a story modified some uh, of the rich young ruler who came to Jesus. The Bible says a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Starts out innocent enough. Good question and Jesus said unto him why callest thou me good none is good save one that is God thou knowest the commandments do not commit a, adultery do not kill do not steal do not bear false witness honor thy father and thy mother and then the right uh, young ruler the master young master said all these things have I kept from my youth up now, when Jesus heard these things, he already was beginning to let the rich young ruler know what he knew about him. So, he wasn't going to tell Jesus anything. He already knew these things. So, Jesus responded to him. Well, all agreed, you, you have kept these uh, commandments from the days of your youth. That's that's how you were raised. That's what you uh, know to do. But it, there is. Young fella. There is one thing. You haven't done. You haven't had a spirit. Or an attitude. Or a love. That says you would give all these things up. And that you would sell them. Give to the poor. And you haven't acknowledged the fact. That you in doing all this that you would be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and one of his disciples. Well, that being said, we understand that Jesus is one who understands every need. You do not come to him with information that he has never heard before. You do not come to him with a news flash. Uh, oh, Jesus, I got this. I want to tell you, what Jesus already knows it because he's been there when it happened or because it happened and so on. He understands every bit of it. There is something so essential in our praying that we need to understand. Not only ask, seek, and knock. Not only understand the fact that we must have him and never give up. We must understand that we Pray because he is God. We must understand that we're not. So it doesn't matter how many times we come to him. Yes, indeed, he does know that. I think about this sometimes. Especially when a person tried to convince me uh, in a serious conversation that we were having. And, and I'm I'm quite sure because of the lifestyle that kept on occurring in this person's life, I never phased their concept of prayer at all. I regret that because this person they went ahead and eventually they failed God. They'd been a, a very good minister at one point in their life, but because they begin to take the easy way and another route in serving the Lord and so on. They eventually are turned to the things of the world and they forsake God. There is something that we must understand. Regardless of how much God knows about our circumstance, the Lord wants us to keep on knocking. He wants us to keep on seeking He wants us to keep on asking. He does not want us to sidetrack from that persistence. We read in James chapter 4, verses 2 through 3. The Bible says, you lust and have not. You kill and desire to have. You cannot obtain. You fight and you war. You have not because you Ask not. That is what happens to a being when they leave the Lord out of the picture. They may say, I'm a Christian, but they do not exercise the attributes of being a Christian. They go in a ritualistic pattern. If they want to be seen as a Christian, they go to church perhaps. Or they give of their money to the church perhaps. Or they just uh, smile and say that's the Christian thing to do. But they do not live the life that they need to live. They do not continue in their persistence of following out of the Lord. The Bible teaches us that lust enters in. That they don't have, and they will even turn to a life of crime. They will perhaps not be able to do anything that lifts up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And James went on to say, verse 3, You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. Somehow their prayers get misdirected. Sometimes they turn to the right or to the left and they miss the mark. There is a need today to understand that we do not go to the Lord to tell him what things are in our abilities, our knowledge, our uh, resources. The Lord already knows that. We go to the Lord, though, because we have needs. We have the Lord there caring for us. And no, he does not get tired of you coming to him with a particular problem. There may be people in this audience today, you have a need of God. You have tried different things perhaps in this world to help you with these matters. But let me tell you something, try as you might. Spend money as you have. And doing everything in the resourcefulness of mankind and his ability. There is nothing that will ever get the job done like going to the Lord in a persistent way. Going to the Lord in a consistent way. Going to the Lord in an insistent way. We must go to the Lord. We must take care to know that this is not just a habitual thing that you have done today, but this is a real thing. You have put yourself in the channel of where God wants you to be in His servitude and in His uh, well-being of love and care and deliverance. Oh, my Lord, help us. To understand that there is no help beyond the help. I say beyond the help. I didn't say there is no other help. I'm saying that there is no help beyond what the Lord God is able to do for you. Today is a day in which you could have deliverance. Today is the day that you could be forgiven of whatever sin might exist in your life. Today is a day for you to walk free from the chains that Satan wants to put around you. Whether it be mental, whether it be physical, whether it be spiritual. God is a God of deliverance, folks. God is a God that is there to walk with you and to talk with you, to be with you every, every, every step of the way. We pray, we seek, we knock, we do not give up, and we will find deliverance for our soul. As I ask Sister Glenda to come and present the response to this sermon today. I want to encourage you to give yourself to the Lord, I seek, and you shall find.
4: Seeking, knocking, continual motions. That's the word that popped into my head. Those are a continual motion by all of us. Seeking, asking, knocking, praying, asking God for intercession, pursuit of prayer, pursuing him with prayer. We take action. We take action by pursuing. These are the words I heard pastors say this morning. These are words I heard pastors say this morning. So I'm not really adding to or taking away. I'm just saying these words are powerful. And these are the verbs that need to be happening that I saw flash on the screen with the with the verses that were used. Asking, seeking, knocking, pursuing. Things that are asking, seeking, knocking. When we were reading those verses, I saw the word Received, find, and open, asking, you received, seeking, you find, knocking, you opened. Those are the words that I saw flash up on the screen with that, in Matthew the 7, 7, and 8. When we do these things, the actions that happen, the Spirit gives us groaning, and, and, and we don't have to understand. Have you felt that way? Sister Molly, I'm sure you have felt that way. You don't know how to pray. You know it's a bad thing going on, but you don't know how to react to it. And the Lord pursues us to keep bringing it before him. Aren't you grateful for that? Lord, I don't know how to pray, but I know you got the answer. And, Lord, you lead and you show the way and help me do whatever the part is I need to do. You have felt that way, correct? I have felt that way several times in my life. And I know that God is trying to lead and direct our path according to the will of God is the other part. According to the will of God. Let that be happening in your life and around your life. Matthew 6 and 8, Father knows what things you need before you ask him. And and in Psalms 147, 4, he knows the stars, he calls them by name. That means he's so vast, so big, so in tune, so knows everything about us and everything around us. I think sometimes we try to put God in a box. And we say, well, God, you can only work this far outside the box. But God is the God of the universe. He's a God. He's a great, big, wonderful God. As a song I heard when I was a child growing up, he is so great and so vast and so wonderful that he can do anything and answer whatever the need is. Aren't you glad for that? Oh God, may we keep seeking, knocking, and asking, which uh, that leads me to this. According to the will of God. That's what Romans 8:27 goes down to. According to the will of God. I may in my head think this is how it needs to go, but what wanting it to go. He's the one who's putting the pattern together. He's the one who's got, got, got it all set together. I didn't hang those stars out there, and I don't think you did either. I sure didn't name those stars out there, but I know a God who named those stars out there, and so I depend on him because he's the one I pursue. Aren't you grateful for that? In Luke 18, 18 18 through 22, the rich young ruler, one of the questions he asked is, uh, how do I go? And he says, I've done the ten. Well, good. I'm glad you've done the ten commandments. That's good. But the thing what Jesus was getting ready to tell him was you lack one thing. You lack one thing. You lack doing it from the heart. You lack the selling of yourself. You lack the distributing of yourself. You lack the following me. Oh, God, as we are asking, seeking, knocking, may we be the followers of him. Those are those verbs again I was telling you about. Those verbs that are so powerful as I read this scripture. But you will have treasure in heaven if you come and you follow. That's what Jesus said. In James four, two and three, your lust, you you kill you lust, you kill, you desire, you fight, you war. All those things are used right there in that scripture. And I'm thinking, you know what? There's times I do all of them, and I know the Lord. I lust for things, I kill things, kill kill dreams that God has for me because I'm stubborn with pride. I desire things that may not be of God. And then the word fight. I fight for things that I think is so right And there's no way I'm going to change because this is the right way to go and which is good to have cement on your feet because this world needs some places to go where there are people who have cement on their feet because there's so much craziness and we go with every wind that blows and that's not a good thing. But is it of God? Yet you miss the mark, it goes on to say. And sometimes we're just consumed with the lust of following. Following things of this world. We must go to God. We must use the Holy Spirit. We must keep asking, seeking, knocking. We must keep pursuing Him. And Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here to make a difference in each of our lives. And he is God and we are not. That's how Pastor ended it. He is God and we are not. So what are we doing? How are we going? What are we saying? May we just get a hold of God in a way this week that we never have before. May we keep asking and seeking and knocking like we never have before. Take the assignment on like the army of the Lord and march with it. What a great assignment we have been given this week is to keep asking, seeking, knocking, following God with everything we have because there's no other way to live a happier life than to follow God with everything we got. Now, is there anybody in this room that feels like they need to say something or testify to the Lord. We do not want to miss it. Yes, brothers, stand up and speak loudly.
0: just not making sense to me at all.
1: No, I, I want to understand it, but uh, I, guess, I don't know. I guess I'm out of whack
2: spirit or whatever, but I just don't understand it. I try.
4: The biggest thing is to obey. Obey the Lord and his leading in your hearts. Amen. And when you hear him speak, you obey. Don't obey yourself, but obey God. That's what the Ten Commandments are based on, is obeying. Amen. God, you be with Brother Tommy, Lord. You help him with your walk with him. Do a mighty work that only you can do because you are God of the universe. Help us, Lord, to fall completely in love with you and to, to do your work in Jesus' name. Anything else? Anything else? Another person that just fills it in your heart. Sister Penny, what's on your heart? Prayer, prayer what direction? Okay, Mr. Harry, let's pray for Harry. Everybody together, let's pray for Harry. God, we're asking, seeking, knocking for Harry. God, we're in pursuit, Lord God, for people who need Jesus and need to be in the house of the Lord. God, you seek his heart. You know his heart. You know who he is. And God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will keep working on Harry's heart. And God, that he will bring... Himself to the throne of God and God that he will yield his spirit unto your spirit and you to work mighty things in his life. In Jesus' name we pray, believing, seeking, and knocking. Anything else? Anything else? You want to learn all you can because you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. N- keep hungering and thirsting for righteousness. It's a good thing to hunger and thirst for the righteousness of the Lord. You got your eyes on the right spot, brother. Amen. 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 That's right. That's good one, sister. And this is what we're going to do. I like that you said that. And when you said it, this is what the Lord had me do immediately. That I want us to put our hands out both directions the best we can. Because they asked us not to be social distance. so we're still trying to be good. And just to pray together for each person around us that God will move and do a special thing. All right, so keep your hands extended, and let's pray in the name of Jesus for the people on each side of us. Father, we come before you. Oh, God, oh, God, we're doing the things that you've asked us to do according to your word, according, Lord God, to the things that you're doing. God, we're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking, and we're wanting your spirit to do a mighty work that only you can do. Oh, God, you see each heart in this room, and God, I want you to direct us and lead us, Lord, into your ways and into your will. God, that we will not, Lord God, stand in your way or to your will. God, I know we think of each other every week at some point or another, but may we say those prayers, and Lord, may the changes happen in each of our lives. These are my brothers and sisters in you, Lord God. And, God, we need to be reaching out to others around us, Lord, as we meet them. Because they're our brothers and sisters, Lord, that need help, Lord God. Lord, we need help, Lord God. God, we need to pursue you. Any wickedness found in us, Lord God, may it be stomped on, Lord God. The blood of Jesus, wipe it clean. The victory is ours. Oh, God, may we look to you for our help and our salvation. God, we pray for unlost. Our loved ones, Lord God, that need you, Lord God. God, that you will bring them to the throne of Jesus. You will bring them to the throne of of you, Lord God. God, cause an altar to be built in their hearts and in their lives. That God, that they will seek you on that. Lord, they don't have to be in church. But God, you can bring them to that altar. And God, cause revival to happen to them and in their lives. Oh, God, if we can be part of any of that, and God, may may we be part of that. God, let us not, Lord God, always remember not, Lord God, to depend on ourselves, but to depend completely on you, seeking you first, in Jesus' name. We thank you for this morning's service. Lord, let us cause us to keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Cause us to keep pursuing you. Oh, God. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, you're good. You're good. You're good. We're seeking you, Lord. We're seeking you. We want to know you, Lord. (laughs)
2: Thank you.